Good morning. My name is Noel Deer. I'm the pastor at the First Baptist Church of Nacogdoches, Texas. Welcome to this morning's Daily Devotion. I hope these next 10 minutes will encourage you as you seek to learn God's Word and abide with Christ. Our focus this morning is on Hebrews chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. Now, I remind you before we jump into the first verse that in the first two chapters, we saw the argument that Jesus is greater than the angels. Now, the argument's going to shift just a little bit, and we're going to learn that Jesus is greater than Moses. That may seem like an unusual argument to make. We must remember that the first audience of this sermon, of this uh, the book of Hebrews, these were believers, they were Christians, but they were Christians who were formerly Jews, Greek-speaking Jews, and they had grown up uh, studying the angels, being fascinated by the angels, studying and revering Moses, and, and very familiar with the Old Testament. And so this argument really rises out of their heritage to uh, speak of the greatness of Christ. But really, even more than that, all of this is to help us get to the main theme of the book of Hebrews, and that is that Jesus is the climax of redemptive history, that Jesus is the fulfillment of everything we read in the Old Testament. In fact, everything that happens up to Jesus was simply preparation for Jesus. And then Jesus is the Word of God uh, sent by the Father uh, to bring salvation to man. And so we're just taking one more step. When we come to chapter 3 and we see the argument, Jesus is greater than Moses. Now let's look at the first verse. Therefore, holy brothers and sisters who share in a heavenly calling, consider Jesus, the apostle and high priest of our confession. So we're commanded to consider Jesus, to focus on Jesus. But notice that there are two descriptors of Jesus. Jesus is the apostle and the high priest. That's interesting. Apostle tells us who Jesus is from the father's perspective. An apostle is simply someone who is sent. Jesus was sent. God sent his son uh, to bring a message, to be the final word, to die on the cross, to be resurrected. He was sent by the Father. High priest, that refers, from our perspective, he goes to the Father and presents the offering of his death upon the cross. He goes to the Father to pray on our behalf. And so apostle is what he has done from the Father to us. High priest is what he does from us to the Father. Look at verse 2. He was faithful to the one who appointed him, just as Moses was in all God's household. Now, again, in the first two chapters, we saw that Jesus is greater than the angels. Here we'll see that Jesus is greater uh, than Moses. Now, why would this have been important? Well, to those original hearers, to that original audience, those Jewish believers, uh, Moses was about the most important thing uh, that there was. Moses, and really Moses was synonymous with the law. Moses, the law came through Moses. God gave the law to Moses, and then it's recorded in uh, the Old Testament. And the law was how the Jewish people believed and believe today uh, that they can be right with God the Father. So Moses and the law, all of that, how to be right with the Father, Jesus is greater than that. Look at verse 3. For Jesus is considered worthy of more glory than Moses, just as the builder has more honor than the house. So Moses was a servant, uh, a faithful servant, but Jesus is the architect, the builder. Architect of what? Builder of what? Well, builder of all creation. But more than that, 
in this context, Jesus is the author and the builder of the way we can be right with God. He is the he is the word of God. He is the he is the reconciler between us and God. Uh, he's the architect and the builder. Moses simply was a servant. Look at verse four. Now every house is built by someone, but the one who built everything is God. Now that verse might just seem like a throwaway verse, just a transition verse between a couple of other verses. And really there's no, um, it, it's really logical. You know, every house has a builder, every house is built by somebody and uh, the ultimate builder is God. But it's interesting that this verse has played a pretty important role through history, the history specifically of philosophy and apologetics. And uh, I, I won't take a lot of time with this, but, but let me just share a little bit with you. This is interesting, at least to me. I hope it is to you. In the 13th century, Thomas Aquinas was uh, uh, the leading theologian and uh, many people believe leading theologian the last uh, thousand years. Uh, I, I wouldn't subscribe to that, but uh, he... Um, he wrote this uh, this this book, this big uh, theology book, book and uh, as a part of this uh, very famous book that he wrote uh, was a was a section called the Five Ways. Uh, now the book was written in Latin, I believe. Five Ways is English, but uh, I don't know Latin, so in in English it was just called the Five Ways, and it was the five ways uh, to prove the existence of God. And these five ways have really been something that people have been discussing now for 700 years. Way number two is the way of causality. Uh, I think he called it material causality or efficient, efficient causality. And, and, and I give it to you in just a, just a brief, uh, he, he's way more detailed than this. But the principle is this, everything has a cause. Anything you can point to, something caused that. And uh, and whatever caused that, that thing had a cause. And whatever caused that, that thing had a cause. Uh, everything is caused by something. And if you take something and you go to what caused that, and then you go to what caused that and what caused that, you, know, you go further and further back. Uh, an, another part of his uh, uh, hypothesis here is that not only does everything have a cause, uh, but uh, you can't have an infinite number of causes. Eventually, you're going to get back to something that didn't have a cause. Uh, if this is uh, exists, why does it exist? Well, this other thing caused it to exist. Well, why did where did that come from? Well, it, that came from this other thing. Where that where did that come from? That came from this other thing. But eventually, you get to something that has no cause. Something that um, well, it was the first thing. And according to, a, to Aquinas, the first thing is God. That's proof uh, that, uh, that, that God is real. It doesn't tell us anything about God, uh, his character, the, uh, his, uh, well, it doesn't tell us anything about God. But it, it would tell us, if you uh, believe that logical argument, that there is a God. And that argument is based, at least in part, on verse 4. Uh, Every house is built by someone, but the ultimate builder is uh, is God. Now let's look briefly at verse 5. Moses was faithful as a servant in all God's household as a testimony to what would be said in the future. So when Moses served God and he served God faithfully, Moses, his whole service, his whole ministry was to point to 
Jesus, the future Jesus. Now, he couldn't have described it exactly that way, but here's what he did say. Deuteronomy 18, 15, the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your brothers. Listen to him. So even Moses said, I'm doing these things to point you to a um, another person uh, that God is going to send, and he's going to be like me in some ways, uh, but he's going to be greater than me, and you should listen to him. And so Moses was pointing to Jesus, who would be the ultimate uh, apostle uh, of the Father. And Jesus is like, Jesus and Moses have a lot of similarities. Uh, They were both spared uh, death as a baby. Uh, You you look at the stories, uh, they were both uh, renounced in a royal court. I've got a whole list here. They both had compassion on their people. Uh, They both made intercession for their people. They both spoke face-to-face with God. They both became the mediator of a covenant. Uh, But Jesus, of course, is the Son of God. And then verse 6, but Christ was faithful as a son over his household. And we are that household if we hold on to our confidence and hope in which we boast. So he says here that Christ was faithful, not as a servant, but as a son, as a son. Christ is greater than Moses. Now, one thing that confuses people here, just just very briefly, is the word if in this uh, verse. We are the household, we're a part of God's family, if we hold on to our confidence and the hope that we uh, that we have. So some people have suggested that means that you have to maintain a certain spirituality or you will lose your relationship with God. You'll be kicked out of the family. God has adopted you, but God will unadopt you and give you the boot if you don't uh, measure up. Well, that's not what this means. Uh, there are there are some things that are determinative, and there are some things that are indicative. Do you know those words? Some things determine other things. Some things just indicate something about another thing. A thermostat is determinative. You change the thermostat in your in a room, and it changes through the AC system. It changes the temperature of the room. But a thermometer, it doesn't determine anything. It just indicates something. Uh, it just tells you what the temperature is. It, re, it uh, reacts to the temperature of the, of the room. Listen, we are not saved because we hold tightly to the faith. We're not determinate in that situation. No, we hold tight to the faith because we're saved. We respond to that. And and so what he's saying here when he says, if we hold to the end, we will be saved. He's not saying there's a question about whether or not you will, and uh, your your choices will make that decision. No, uh, that determination. What he's saying is that if, in fact, you hold fast to the end, that's proof that you are a child of God. If you if you don't hold fast, and that's proof that you never were a child of God. First uh, John two nineteen is a really good explanation uh, for that, and uh, you might turn there if you have some questions. Uh, friends, thanks for watching, uh, watching or listening. If you're on YouTube, please hit subscribe to make sure you never miss one of these videos. Uh, on your favorite podcasting app, just search for Pastor Noel's Daily Devotions. Further info at noeldare.com. I hope you have a great day as you endeavor today to abide in Christ. Christ.